Geek Radio Daily for Not Moon Day. Because the whole Monday thing, that's kind of what they, it's about the moon and Thor. And so I don't even know what that is. I know today is August 9th, and for whatever reason, that makes it National Rice Pudding Day. What? So you celebrate your way, I'll celebrate mine. Which is by having brisket or something. We're the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com. The folks bringing it to you today, uh, the man that can explain why he will win every time that there's podcasting for the secret. Brains. That's going to make it work. And me, I'm the guy that can see the truth of the matter, even if no one wants to. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Don't burden yourself with the secrets of scary people. I try not to. What happened, sir? In 1831, the first train to run on a steam engine makes its inaugural trip, traveling from Albany to Schenectady, New York. 1892, Thomas Edison receives a patent for a two-way telegraph. 1898, French inventor Rudolf Diesel of Berlin, Germany, is granted a patent for the internal combustion engine. It, of course, ran off of Rudolf gas. 1945, during World War II, the USB-29 bomber Boxcar, named for its assigned pilot Frederick S. Bach, drops a 10,000-pound plutonium bomb, Fat Man, on Nagasaki, destroying a third of the city, killing 74,000 people. 1973, the USSR launches the Mars 7 space probe on a Proton SL-12D1E booster rocket. 1979, Jake and Elwood Blue successfully pay the tax bill for the St. Helen of the Blessed Shroud Orphanage. They were on a mission from God. 1982, release 22 of Infocom's interactive fictional game Deadline becomes available for personal computers. Written by Mark Blanc, it was one of the first murder mystery interactive fiction games ever released. Okay. 1985, Tombstone Pictures released the sci-fi comedy My Science Project, directed by Jonathan R. Butel, starring John Stockwell, Daniel Van Zerk, Dennis Hopper, Richard Mathur, and Barry Corbin. 1990, the Gen Con Game Fair is held from August 9th to 12th, at the Milwaukee Exposition and Convention Center and Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 1992, Midway Amusement Games releases version 1.0 of Mortal Kombat Arcades and the U.S. and all the places that it's at now. 1996, Paramount Pictures releases the action film Escape from L.A., directed by John Carpenter and starring Kurt Russell to 2,312 U.S. theaters. It's a shame. They never made a sequel. <laughs> 2001, the National Science Foundation announces its intention to invest $53 million to construct the distributed terrorist scale facility, the most powerful supercomputer ever developed. 2004, Google announces that it has agreed to give Yahoo 2.7 million shares of its common stock to settle patent infringement and other legal claims. 2005, at 1212, UTC, the space shuttle Discovery lands at Edwards Air Force Base in California. And the popular Harry Potter fan site MuggleNet launches its own podcast, MuggleCast, along with its own line of clothing, memorabilia, and toys. 2006, to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the animated series Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Marvel releases the first issue of a new comic series, Spider-Man Family, Amazing Friends, based on the series, in which we get the harrowing origin story of why Aunt May never looks up at the ceiling and sees the kid's computer. (laughs) 2010 Blockbuster Video adds video games to its mail rental system. Uh, we're going to try. Go, go, come with us. Same day, same year, MNU officers begin to issue eviction notices to the aliens in District 9. Birthdays? The very lovely and talented Anna Kendrick is 37 from Pitch Perfect into the woods and is one of the 
few actors who survived the Twilight franchise. Ashley Johnson is 39, Gretchen in Recess, Gwen in Ben 10, Tara in Teen Titans, a ton of things you've watched. She was also in the Avengers movie as the waitress, but most importantly, most of us got to know her as Chrissy Seaver in Growing Pains. <laughs> yep. Dan Levy is 41. From Cyberstalker, Admission, David in Schitt's Creek. What a great character. Kevin McKidd is 49 from Train Spotting, Rome, Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, the voice of Soap in Call of Duty. I'm imagining that's a person. <laughs> Thomas Lennon is 52 from Drop Dead Gorgeous, The State, Reno 911, Dark Knight Rises, basically a comedic badass. And whenever you see him, you know, whatever it is, Gonna be good. He only has like two scenes in uh, in I Love You Man. But God, those are his scenes. Right? Eric Vanna is fifty-four for Black Hawk Down. Hulk Star Trek King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Jillian Anderson is fifty-four from Last King of Scotland, Hannibal, American Gods, and of course most of us fell in love with her in X Files. I'm still picturing her as Bowie in American Gods. Melanie Griffith is 65 from Body Doubles, Something Wild, Cherry 2000, Mulholland Falls. Milk Money. Jonathan Kellerman is 73, wrote the Alex Delaware series. Sam Elliott is 78 from Quick and the Dead, The Big Lebowski, Hulk, Ghost Rider, Parks and Rec. <laughs> was great and justified. True. Uh, there's just something about that voice that he's got. Yeah, born this day, no longer with us, 1927. Robert Shaw from The Sting, Jaws, and The Deep. 1980, no, 1963, Jay Leggett, Employee of the Month, Without a Paddle, and Factory. Which factory? I'm not entirely sure. On CBS, we've got FBI, FBI International, and FBI Most Wanted. ABC, Marsha Cross on a new celebrity, Wheel of Fortune. Huh, Generation Gap... <laughs> Weird. Uh, Jolo Trulio versus Thomas Lennon, birthday boy on a new Celebrity Family Feud. Jolo? Uh-oh. Yep. That's going to be a tough battle. Tough battle. NBC is qualifiers one on the new America's Got Talent. Very handsome and talented John Hamm and Jimmy Fallon, who's you know, whatever, in a new family game fight. See, but but it's not Family Feud. See? Ha-ha. Fox has a rerun of Crime Scene Kitchen and a rerun of Fantasy Island. I hope it's the Jeopardy one. CW has a rerun of Superman and Lois and a rerun of Mysteries Decoded. Freeform. Allies come together to protect the Sessian from occupation. The Camarilla prepare to invade under the guise of finding the fugitives. Tyla and Skyla work together. Abigail, Adil, and Acosti try to find President Wade in a new Motherland Fort Salem final season. Oh, man. I love that show. Bravo, the unit attempts to rescue a captured ally. Camarilla takes control of Fort Salem. Oh, whoa. Okay. Some of our stuff jumped around. That's uh, looks like we've got a new below deck down under on Bravo. You mean there's, <laughs> the witches don't go take a cruise? That's a damn shame. FX, Guillermo loses his mind trying to help Ned Dor play the perfect vampire wedding as Alder and Tally travel to retrieve the penultimate piece of the first song. I don't know what we do with the shadows. <laughs> See the... I saw Camarilla, and I'm like, right? I, wait, that's a Port Salem thing, that's but crazy. what? And then I, don't I like it. 
Uh, Guillermo loses his mind trying to help Nando play in the perfect vampire wedding yeah. on the new little. You already read that so one. So good, I said we said it, it twice. Little. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm going to read that one again. You know what? That uh, you know what? Guillermo loses his mind and helps Nandor play in the perfect vampire wedding Screw on it. Guardians of the Galaxy. We're watching the Lifetime Movie Network because Suzanne's perfect life is mother, wife, and lawyers shattered by Cassie, who vows revenge on the lawyers who destroyed her family when she was a girl. Jennifer Field, Emma Nashville star in A Daughter's Deceit. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Stefan believes there's a zombie outbreak about to occur when a dead man claws his way out of his grave. Stefan goes undercover to try to figure out what's going on, but he ends up six feet under. Now Chad's got to piece together Stefan's investigation process to try to find out where he is. Chad can't even figure out why Stefan is waking the dead in the first place. Chad has a sense of guilt for not listening to Stefan. Why did Chad doubt his theory? Well, he would tell you, but don't get me started. Hashtag Chad forever. Once again, it's time for Bag Old Mail. She who must be obeyed, and I might have been sucked into a vortex. We lost the amount of time it takes to stream all of the current story arc of The Sandman on Netflix. My wife had no previous exposure to it and likes the streaming video series. I did notice several changes from the audio drama, but both are good. Now we need to hear what people who read the books think and for season two. That is from Zach Man. Well, Zach Man, I'm going to tell you now. (laughs) I was there when those issues first hit the stands, and I bought them then. And I'm telling you now, Sandman is goddamn amazing. Well, I will say, as somebody who only recently for the first time read the comics... It's good. Every difference, every change from the comics makes sense. Yes. Makes it for the better. Yes. In in this form of storytelling, maybe not better for the story comparatively, but it works. It's fantastic and it is necessary for the storytelling. And even though some of those changes do make things better, it's still amazing. It's still Sandman. Then that's just what is crazy about it. And I haven't finished the series yet. I just finished 24-7. Oh, there's something I never thought would get filmed. So if you'd like to weigh in on Sandman, and please do, because, oh, my God, did I mention that I think it's epically, awesomely, wonderfully cool? Drop us a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or, of course, a voicemail or text message. Use these magic numbers, y'all. 510-GRD-CURL. And if you want to know something really from the Nightmare Room, never forget, in the mid-'90s, they wanted to make a movie out of that with Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. If you like audiobooks and science fiction, you should be listening to Glow in the Dark Radio for free science fiction audio adventure every week. Written and read by author and radio host Mike Luoma. Me. As an up-and-coming independent writer, I share my work for free each week, chapter by chapter, to get you into my science fiction. I hope. Check out all my books at glowinthedarkradio.com and listen to Glow in the Dark Radio free each week on iTunes. Tune in or just head to glowinthedarkradio.com. Hi, this is Cheryl and Fenn, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. Dude, what if David Lynch had made a Sandman movie? Dude. Sir, still be watching what? Are either <laughs> yeah, one of these any good? I don't watch movies. But somehow I still buy them, and I go to the store, like these things here that are out today. 
Well, in the TV aisle, we've got Pam and Tommy season one, though I don't recommend it because Pam had absolutely nothing to do with it and didn't want it made I in the first place. didn't realize it was going to have a season two. I thought it was a miniseries. Bull, the final season, and now Richard Mall can rest. <laughs> there must be anime based on title alone. We've got Yasahime. Yasahime. Princess Half. The detective is already dead. The complete season. <laughs> Combatants will be dispatched. Exclamation point. The complete season. <laughs> Movies. Hot seat. Not hot shots like I was kind of hoping was happening. Looking for a hot seat, baby. To see you. We got crimes of the future. The time capsule. We've got Vivo. Isn't that like supposed to have killed YouTube? <laughs> I thought, right? Some, and Sonic the Hedgehog. D. And after recovering from a horrific accident, paraplegic Preston Rogers moves back into the remote cabin where he and his now deceased wife once lived. When one of his new neighbors, Karen, is attacked by a giant ape-like beast, he contacts local authorities. But after the police and even his personal nurse, Otis Wilhelm, dismiss him as a delusional widower, he sets out to stop the creature himself. Matt McCoy, Ashley Hartman, and Christian Tinsley star in Abominable. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. What's else to do? News! Take a look at the world from a geeky point of view. In an interesting bit of casting, acting veteran Danny Trejo has been cast as Portuguese explorer Ferdinand Magellan in the historical epic 1521. The most intimidating Magellan ever. The film charts the pre-colonial area of the Philippines as Magellan led the Spanish expedition that reached the Archipelago in March 1521. Wait, is this a prequel to Uncharted? Michael Capone, One Tree Hill, One Tree Hill and Beyond the Break, co-stars as Deito Lupa Lopu, who I said wrong, the island ruler and leader of the warriors who fended off the attempted colonization in the Battle of Mactan several weeks later. The film will also chart the forbidden romance between native Mactan princess Diwada Bay Alonso and Magellan's translator Enrique Hector David Jr. It's like 1492 meets Romeo and Juliet. Mary Krell O'Shea penned the script and his film begins this month in Palawini. Francis B. Laura Ho will produce. Danny Trejo, an amazing actor, can pull off nearly anything. But I'm going to ask the real question that we all want to know. Is this in the Machete film universe? It seems most high-profile actors are making their way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now, Giancarlo Esposito is hinting that he'd like to join the MCU. In a TikTok posted by Countdown City Geeks, Esposito was shown taking the stage at the TGH Superhero Car Show and Comic Con in San Antonio, Texas. Responding to a fan question, Esposito said that while the internet would love to see him as an iconic villain like Magneto or even Doctor Doom, he'd love to play Professor X. But but he'd make an awesome Doom! Right? Esposito, of course, is best known for his role as Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He has also appeared in The Boys and The Mandalorian. Video game fans will also recognize him in Far Cry 6, where he plays the main villain Anton Castillo. The actor is often cast as the big bad, so Attorney's Professor X would be a shakeup for him and for the fans. I, I don't know if I could ever see him as a good guy. Me neither. Fans have been waiting for mutants to join the MCU ever since Disney's acquisition of Fox in 2019. While we haven't seen any X-Men show up outside of cameos... The Ms. Marvel Disney Plus series did make a big reference towards the group of superhero mutants. 
We know that the MCU Phase 6 includes a Fantastic Four movie and two Avengers films, so it's possible that whatever comes after the Infinity Saga could be the big arrival party for the MCU's mutants. While fans wait for more info about X-Men in the MCU, they can look forward to the X-Men 97 series coming to Disney Plus next year. I love watching Giancarlo Esposito in hell anything. He's an actor that can be menacingly fatherly or downright scary. I don't know that I could take him as a good guy, though. I still have nightmares from his seven-episode run on Sesame Street. <laughs> That's a real thing that he did. What notable absentee from the upcoming Rogue One prequel drama Star Wars Endor is one of the film's most beloved characters, Alan Tudyk's Imperial Droid K-2SO. Oh, why? As you know, the series will begin five years before the events of Rogue One and spawn two seasons, the first taking place across a one-year time span, the second, the remaining four years. But that's plenty of time to find them. They're making up the story. They're keeping K2 away from us. As a result, K2SO won't be making his debut until the second season as he comes into the life of Cassian Andor, Diego Luna, at a much later date. Talking about why the character wasn't included from the <laughs> from the get-go... Head writer Tony Gilroy says, From a storytelling point of view, there are multiple reasons. I would say wait and see. It's a story we're eager to tell. It's difficult to carry an Imperial droid around with you and not draw all kinds of attention. It's a difficult piece of luggage. When we do it, we'll do it in a spectacular fashion as opposed to presenting it and ignoring it or presenting it or hiding it or the bad versions we would have been forced to do. So we're starting with him and or so far away from the person who would know how to or be motivated to reprogram an, an Imperial droid. Well, it better. And it better be damn good. I need more K2 in my life, like I need more IG-11 from The Mandalorian. Kathleen Kennedy, Zane Wallenberg, Diego Luna, and Michelle Raywan also produced the 12-episode series, which will launch with three episodes on September 21st. While we're both looking forward to this series because of the possibilities it could present. I mean, think about it. Andor, pre Death Star, flying around the universe, meeting all kinds of heroes of the Republic, maybe even find out that, uh... He won K2SO from a young Lando Calrissian. What? The Texas jury's decision last week to have Alex Jones face punitive damages of more than $45 million in a lawsuit filed by the parents of Sandy Hook shooting victim Jesse Lewis was a reckoning that was 10 years in the making. CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter, said, That's a lot of hate, pepper pancake mix, and lead-filled boner pill money they're getting. A pair of Chicago-based podcast hosts have spent the past five years holding Jones and his InfoWars network accountable. Their program, Knowledge Fight, has produced more than 700 episodes and uses comedy to cut through crazy lies, Stelter said. Well, Jones is easy to mock. It also makes stomaching his hateful nonsense so much easier. True. Hosts Dan Friesen and Jordan Holmes traveled to Texas to witness Jones' trial firsthand. The co-hosts have been covering Jones since 2017, watching his transformation from a seemingly untouchable figure to one that is now in serious legal and financial jeopardy. Curse you, First Amendment! Wait, because his lies have actually brought harm to people, it doesn't fall under the First Amendment? Right you are, Flynn. But despite Jones' legal woes, Holmes said that the culture he's helped engender has gotten a lot bigger. Conspiracy culture is something that is created through the cracks of a regular society, Holmes said. The best thing about new media is that anyone can create content. The worst thing about new media is that anyone can create content. 
The podcast format allows the hosts to go beyond Jones as a character and dive into the mechanisms of what he's doing and why these conspiracy narratives exist. Just don't apply anything you learn to our show. We tell you the truth. Grease 2 is better. Friesen has listened to countless hours of Jones' program and calls it an incredibly boring experience. The reason that I do this is because I can stomach that boredom, Friesen said. He endures the task in order to help others get insights into the misinformation phenomenon. Phenomenon. So they could be in a place where they could better understand what Alex is doing and what he brings to the table. Many hope that the legal and financial jeopardy Jones is now facing will help curtail misinformation and conspiracy culture. But Friesen isn't convinced it will be a severe blow. It's true. I mean, Tucker Carlson still has a show. The conspiracy producers and people who engage in the sorts of conduct that Alex does end up become a little savvier, Friesen said. They end up learning where the lines are of what they can do and what they can get away with. Which, frankly, I'm thankful for. Because if all the shows went away, how would I find out where the lizard demons in government have stashed the totally real Hunter Biden laptop, trademarked, filled with the 11,780 Georgian votes that were printed in the basement of a child trafficking pizza joint? Hmm? Peacock has handed out a straight-to-series order for the coming-of-age thriller Hysteria, not hysterical with those brothers. In the series, a beloved varsity quarterback disappears during the satanic panic of the late 1980s. Totally not inspired by Stranger Things. A struggling high school heavy metal band of outcasts realize they can capitalize on the town's sudden interest in the occult by building a reputation as a satanic metal band. Things change when a bizarre series of murders, kidnappings, and reported supernatural activity triggers a leather-studded witch hunt that leads directly back to them. Totally not inspired by Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. The series comes from writer and executive producer Matthew Kane, while Chris Bender and Jake Weiner, Game Night duo John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein will direct and executive produce. Now, it's good that we go back and take a look at some of the ridiculous, easily disproved things that were culturally believed in the past. I mean, it can prepare us for the future. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to find on my better dead than red button. Yeah, hold on. Find I need on? to find my. Oh, right. find my. I'm a monkey. I read what's there. <laughs> monkey. I need to find my better dead than red button. Find my kids' Harry Potter books and make sure no records can be played backwards. That's where the devil put those nice to things about the grass stuff. Ah, it's just awful. 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 Man, we as a society have believed some dumb things. That's why I love Prince's backwards message in Purple Rain. That was hysterical. Yes, listen to that, church people. Ha ha ha. lessons, creative comments, attributes, not commercial, not rude works, necessary to point life. Come check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, stop by the website, geekradio.com. Especially coming right after Darling Nikki. That was that was really interesting. And drop us a note and tell us what's going on with you, your world, the things, your life, the things, and the other stuff as well. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com or voicemail text message. Use this. 510 G-R-D-C-R. Honey, I detect no source of amusement. This has been the saddest excuse for entertainment I've ever seen. Good night, suckers. The world is not in your books and maps. It's out there. You all know me. You know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's bad fish. 
Not like going down the pond and chasing bluegills or tommy cats. This sharp, swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing, down you go. And we gotta do it quick. That'll bring back the tourists, that'll put all your businesses on a paying basis. But it's not gonna be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10. And you gotta make up your minds. You wanna stay alive and ante up? You wanna play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Thank you very much, Mr. Quint. We'll, uh, we'll take it under advisement. Mr. Mayor, Chief. <laughs> 